Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Robert teaches through God's Word. living primarily based on their own human intellect and emotions. Even though they're Christians, the Spirit of God dwells within them. They're His. They're going to go to heaven when they die. They're, they're well-educated. They're, they may even be older men and women, very articulate, very gifted, but they're still serving themselves more than they're serving Jesus. And uh, Paul says that's, that's just wrong. It's foolish. You don't, you don't want a baby to be your leader. Are you seeking to mature spiritually? As you listen to today's message from Pastor Robert, he teaches you the importance of growing in the Lord. There are many baby leaders and baby Christians out there. Pastor Robert encourages you to grow deep roots in your relationship with God and teach others to do the same. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 6 with today's edition of Main Thing Radio. As we've been studying the New Testament here for the last several months, we went through it one time, we started over, we're now, we've made it uh, as far as... 1 Corinthians, and we realized last week as we read through chapter 5 and talked about that, that the book referred to as 1 Corinthians was actually Paul's second letter, it would seem, to the Christians at Corinth. He had written them one before that he refers to, he says, I wrote to you not to keep company with sexually immoral people, yet I certainly didn't mean with the sexually immoral people of this world. So that, that let us know that there's another letter that we don't, we don't have, it didn't, included, didn't get included in the, in the scriptures, it was lost, and we only have 1 Corinthians and 2 Corinthians, but apparently there was one that predates both of those. This letter was written to a church Paul had planted. Paul ministered in Corinth for about a year and a half. He knew these people. He cared about them. He loves them. He, as he writes to them in this letter, he, he tells them, you know, I'm writing to you as my dearly loved children to warn you. He was concerned that some of the behavior, some of the, some of the things they were doing, their practices were off the tracks. They were destructive, things that were going to do them harm, things that were going to bring them to bad, negative consequences. And, and he said, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm writing you these things because I, I want you to, to be able to correct your course. I, I want you to grow up. He said, you're, you're behaving like babies. I, I, I want to be able to speak to you as to mature People, mature Christians, spiritually mature. But he said, I, I can't do that yet because you're not spiritually mature. You're knowledgeable. You know a lot. You're very articulate. You can express it well. You lack in no spiritual gift. You're extremely gifted, but you're babies. And we saw as we studied the first several chapters that what Paul was 
calling immaturity, what he was referring to as, as childish, infantile behavior, spiritually speaking, it was things like division, arguing among themselves about which speaker was better, which teacher was better, which, you know, which leader was better, and that kind of pettiness and self-seeking, immorality. And what we concluded is that knowing a lot about God is not the same as knowing God well. Being gifted communicators is not the same as being a strong Christian, being a, a wise, mature believer. It's not the same thing. There are a lot of babies in leadership. And again, what I, what I mean by that is people who are living primarily based on their own human intellect and emotions, even though they're Christians, the Spirit of God dwells within them. They're His. They're going to go to heaven when they die. They're, they're well-educated. They're, they may even be older men and women, very articulate, very gifted, but they're still serving themselves more than they're serving Jesus. And uh, Paul says that's, that's just wrong. It's foolish. You don't, you don't want a baby to be your leader, right? We know that. And, and that's, that's what we talked about. And he continues in this same train of thought as we get into chapter 6. But he shifts gears. I warn you up front, it's pretty confrontational. So be aware, this may ring your bell if you're in business, especially, or if you've ever been in business. He says in verse 1 of chapter 6, Dare any of you having a matter against another Go to law before the unrighteous and not before the saints? Do you not know that the saints will judge the world? And if the world will be judged by you and you are unworthy, are you unworthy to judge the smallest matters? Do you not know that we shall judge angels? How much more things that pertain to this life? If then you have judgments concerning things pertaining to this life, do you appoint those who are least esteemed by the church to judge? I say this to your shame. Is it so that there is not a wise man among you, not even one, who will be able to judge between his brethren? But brother goes to law against brother, and that before unbelievers? Now therefore, it is already an utter failure for you that you go to law against one another. Why do you not rather accept wrong? Why do you not rather let yourselves be cheated? No, you yourselves do wrong and cheat, and you do these things to your brethren. Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you, but you were washed, you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. Now, give me your attention. You know, I'm reading this this morning. I'm thinking, gosh, I wonder much longer I'll be able to read this from the pulpit without going to jail. You know, there's a serious move in this country to make it illegal to read that passage from a pulpit and certainly put it on tape and out on the radio waves. We're accused of being intolerant and bigoted if we read that, if we say that out loud and publicly. I love uh, listening to Pastor Joe again of Calvary, Philadelphia. He said, you know, I'm not the one who's intolerant. It's God. He wrote the book. I just read it. There's certain things God does not tolerate. And this is a partial list, a partial list. He gives us a, a more complete one if we, if we look at it. He says this stuff, and to understand the heart of the Father, what he, what he tells us consistently in the Scripture is that this is destructive 
It's harmful to humanity. It's harmful to you as an individual. He loves you. As a matter of fact, he's devoted to you. The Bible says he demonstrated his love for you in that while you were still doing all of these kinds of things, he died for you. That's a big deal. He, he, he presented himself to be executed in your place. He, he died for you while you were rejecting him and disrespecting him and ignoring him. He's proven his devotion. This list is not because God wants to come down on anybody. It's because he's trying to free us. He's trying to, to, to bless us, to help us. He wants us to understand these things will kill you. This kind of stuff is, is so harmful. And so God doesn't tolerate it. But we're going to get to that in just a minute. I want to back up and, and go through this verse by verse and, and consider what he's saying here. Because there's several significant things. The first thing I want you to notice, I've got three primary points that I'm going to deal with here. The first one being, God is not condemning our civil court system. Now, he made that clear in Romans chapter 13. That our civil government is actually appointed by God. It's ordained by God. It serves a purpose, and it's a purpose that God says is good and right and beneficial. We're dealing with human beings, so they're not going to always get it right. And like we were just talking about, many times they get it way wrong. But as a general principle, they exist by, by God's sovereign, deliberate will. You know, We need civil law. We need that. We need the judges, we need the attorneys, we need the, the, the law enforcement people, we need the system, we need government, we, we, and we need to pray for them. It's the reason it's one of the things on our seven points of prayer, one of the things on our list, to, to be sure we're praying every morning. We need to pray for the judges that are dealing with this stuff. We need to pray for the legislators. Some of you were here last year, a few months ago, when Congressman McIntyre from North Carolina was, was here, and... Uh, just this past week, he co-sponsored a bill to, um, I forget the wording on it, but basically uh, emphasize our Christian heritage in this country. And it's a wonderful thing. He's, a, he's a, a, a good brother in the Lord and a Democrat who loves Jesus and stands for righteousness. We need to pray for men like that. We need to pray for the ones who are not standing for righteousness. The Apostle Paul had a burden in his heart for the churches. He wanted to express the importance of following Jesus, even when it meant discussing difficult topics. In his first letter to the Corinthian church, Paul set aside any desires he may have had to be liked by all people to tell the truth. Sin needs to be dealt with. This is true for every follower of Jesus. Sin has to be dealt with. It doesn't matter if you're brand new to Christianity or if you've been following Jesus for a lifetime. You are still human and prone to sin. When you do fall, and you will, take your mistakes to the cross. There's grace to cover it all again and again. Thanks for joining us today for Main Thing Radio. Pastor Robert will have more to share from this study in 1 Corinthians next time. But for now, you can hear more at MainThingRadio.com. Do you live in Miami? If so, you're invited to join us at Calvary Chapel Miami Beach on Sundays for our weekly services. 
We gather at 9 and 11 a.m. and at 1 p.m. for a time of worship and Bible study. You'll find out more about the church at MainThingRadio.com or give us a call. Our phone number is 305-531-2730. When you call, let us know how we can be praying for you. That number again is 305-531-2730. That's all for today. Tune in next time for more right here on Main Thing Radio.